peace, peace to everyone willing to fight for it. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to yet another episode of In Defense of Liberation, the show that is working towards and educating about true people's liberation movements and revolution. I am your host, Josh. And today I wanted to talk about, first and foremost, uh, you know, give a little shout out to a really special organization, the Spirit of Mandela, uh, and especially to the folks who I just hopped off the meeting with uh, from the People's Senate Northeast region. Uh, I really enjoyed the discussion we had and also just want to plug the Spirit of Mandela and the People's Senate as a group that, you know, folks should check out. They should definitely uh, look into and also consider joining and uh, helping out. Um, If you don't know much about the Spirit of Mandela, you can learn more on their website, but they come out of the 2021 tribunal uh, that was on the human rights abuses against black, brown, and indigenous people. Again, more information can be found at spiritofmandela.org, but now the objectives like the People's Senate, among others, are gearing towards actually taking the consciousness and the awareness coming from not only this tribunal, but also the hundred years historical struggle, uh, starting with Paul Robeson and William Patterson and W.E.B. Du Bois, We Charge Genocide, uh, which was uh, an attempt to get the United Nations to investigate the abuses against particularly black and African peoples in the so-called United States. Um, This led to Paul Robeson losing his passport as an internationally traveling actor and singer-songwriter. This, of course, severely affected his career. Um, W.E.B. Du Bois, I believe, had many of his accolades revoked um, and I believe also lost his positions within academia. Um, I don't know much about William Patterson, someone I'd like to learn more about. So if folks have any information about him, please do send it my way. But nevertheless, the People's Senate, Spirit of Mandela organization, I, uh, you know, am a part of, I support, and I would love to see others uh, get behind But in this light, you know, uh, there's a lot of organizations out there. I'm also a part of the Black Alliance for Peace uh, Solidarity Network. I'm also a part of the Nicaragua Solidarity Coalition. Uh, I'm also a part of the Prisoner Support Committee within the Black Alliance for Peace Solidarity Network. And I also do the About the People uh, video and audio work uh, with Spirit of Mandela. And currently, I've uh, mentioned this before, but we are finishing the last touches on a special feature about Mumia Abu Jamal, which should be coming out soon. So please keep an eye out for that. But I see, you know, one thing 
that uh, I, I find I have a lot of trouble with, and I know it seems others do as well, is really knowing like which organizations to join, right? And looking out into the sea of uh, collectives, co-ops, um, nonprofits, uh, community fridges, community gardens, tenant organizations, unions, uh, community. Uh, learning centers, self-defense groups, etc. It's really hard, you know, depending on your capacity, depending on your interest, depending on your, uh, you know, courage in some cases and willingness to kind of set aside uh, free time and things of that nature. It's really hard to find what exactly, uh, you know, you could plug into. And I'm you know, becoming encouraged more and more as I meet with these different organizations that there is a serious uh, qualitative shift in many of the organizations that exist right now, where a lot of them are having to reckon with a couple, you know, real serious contradictions. The first one being... Uh, you know, to mind, not necessarily of importance. Uh, But the first one that comes to mind is the difference between folks who've been in the movement or been in different struggles for a while and people who are just now coming in to uh, different organizations, coming into the struggle. Another contradiction is, you know, strategy versus tactics Sometimes it's really hard. We get caught up in the different issues. We get caught up in the different ways in which we can struggle. We get caught up in the different events and demonstrations and things of that nature that we're not coordinated. We're not strategic. And we're not seeing through a political objective. Another contradiction that comes to mind is the difference between uh, you know, maybe a wonderful idea and the reality of our current conditions. And in line with that, another contradiction is, you know, differing ideologies. And Spirit of Mandela, uh, as an organization is committed to building unity where unity can be built. Um, And like many other organizations like Black Alliance for Peace, um, their main objective is to struggle against imperialism and to see through a resolution to the genocidal conditions that the masses of black, brown, and indigenous people here in the United Snakes and all other oppressed people around the world continue to face. That is the political objective of Spirit of Mandela. So, you know, we say that we have a common enemy and a common struggle. However, within that, there is a contradiction between 
what people see as struggle, what people see as organization, and which tactics and strategies people, uh, you know, apply. In the case of Turtle Island, aka the United States, we know there is a convergence of struggles. We know that the indigenous nations, the indigenous people of Turtle Island, had their land stolen, still are having their land stolen. But more than this, we know that through their cultural eradication, through concentration camps, through religious extremism and indoctrination, through physical, mental, and other forms of abuse, and through mass genocide. The United States acted with the intention of wiping from the face of the earth the indigenous nations of Turtle Island. Not simply ruling over them, but eradicating them. We also know that Africans were brought from Africa in shackles on slave ships to the Caribbean, to Latin America, and to what we call the United States. We also know that many Asian communities have been forced systematically out of their lands into Europe and into the United States. And the same thing goes for the people of the Americas and even many in Europe. Because of this, it can and often does seem confusing as to which issues we should focus on and how we should approach them. You know, how do we talk about African liberation without talking about indigenous sovereignty? How do we talk about uh, prison abolition without talking about LGBTQ plus liberation? How do we talk about you know, an end to drug addiction without talking about an end to the systematic patriarchal violence against women. These issues, you mention one, someone will always have another. And if it is approached in the way that we commonly see, it will come off as if these issues are in fact antagonistic to one another when really they are interrelated. So my point is that as we continue to develop ourselves and our organizations, we have to ask ourselves, what kind of objectives are we trying to see through? 
what sort of strategies are we pursuing? Do these objectives and strategies converge or do they divide us? Do these strategies make realistic sense or are they based on idealism? Are these strategies short-term or long-term? These are questions that we need to have answers for, not just in word, but in deed, in practice. If we want to see the building of the People's Senate for the objective of overturning not only the system of mass incarceration, but the genocidal settler colonial system of the United States, then we have to do our best to understand how exactly we need to form ourselves to accomplish that goal. You see? So, I mentioned the People's Senate meeting and how encouraged I felt We talked a lot about the youth. Many of the folks who joined were involved in homeschooling and cooperatives. We have to not only develop an ideology, but we also have to develop institutions. We have to develop behaviors. We have to develop new relations. And in doing so, we also have to politicize. Because if we have a homeschool network, but we do not use that as an opportunity to build self-confident, self-aware, revolutionary, conscious individuals who see themselves not just as individuals but as members of the human race, as members of a collective society, then all we have is just a homeschool. And some might see this as an accomplishment. But it does not objectively overturn the conditions that anyone going through that homeschool will have to endure. And in many cases, it often also, as we know, tends not to prepare them for those conditions. But neither does the public school system, of course. Anyways... The importance of the youth is a question that I myself am trying to reckon with because, you know, I always wanted to be a teacher. I wanted to teach history, uh, but not this kind of history that the state, you know, wants us to teach. And not teaching through curriculum and through reports and through tests, but actually teaching, educating. Community education, the building of skills, the building of leadership, the building of consciousness, 
this is where the majority of our movements and the majority of our organizations fall flat on our faces and fail time and time again to actually see through our objectives. Because what happens? We have an organization that, for better or for worse, you know, uh, has a certain objective, has a certain ideology, has a certain practice that, you know, seeks out and attempts to accomplish its goals. But without community education, you do not have community support. And without that base, right, you don't really develop new uh, involvement and participation by the majority of people in this struggle, whatever it may be. And without the participation of the majority of people in whatever struggle we're trying to involve ourselves in, we have to understand that we are fighting a losing battle. If we are fighting alone against the state, against an organized, resourced, coordinated, and armed front as 10 or 15 or 20 or 2,000, without community support and community education, we will fail every time. Because all it takes is locking up the leadership, maybe killing one or two people or more, and the fear sets in. Sorry, I forgot what I was saying because I just had someone tailing the shit out of me. But so I probably would have rambled for forever. So whatever. (coughs) We need to have a deeper practice of skill sharing. Because what we want is people to change. We don't want you know, a couple organizations. We don't want a new political party to just, you know, do the, just to be a shuffle of the deck. We want a new system. In order to have a new system, you have to have people working to build a new system. And that takes time. But more importantly, it takes people. So, when we, as I have done in the past, And unfortunately, until I get better, we'll probably continue to do. If we just think that it's enough for us to educate ourselves and then kind of talk at people or try to, like, change their minds, like, no, what we need is a visible, realistic different practice, institution, organization, collective that is in the streets, that is in the community, that is not just quote-unquote serving the people doing charity work and shit, right? But is serving the people by not only trying to help them out through whatever material means that they can, but also through politicizing them through these needs, through these uh, material objectives, 
in order to bring into question the system at large and to say that without an overthrow of capitalism, imperialism, without an end to exploitation, we can never expect a fundamental shift in the conditions that we are enduring. We might have reforms, we might have reorganization, but we will never have revolutionary change without revolution. You got to figure in a world that is so full of entertainment, consumerism, just full of bullshit, that not only just to get people's attention, but to really get people involved in something, that it has to really mean something. It has to be more than just empty words. It has to be more than just political, you know, posturing. We need to have more than just writings and webinars. We know that awareness and consciousness building are key to a long strong and collective struggle however without action consciousness doesn't really mean anything you can be conscious of a lot and still just work at Dunkin Donuts like and that's not an insult because that's me <laughs> like that was about me and you can be conscious of things and not do anything about it I think you know inside and outside of the political sphere so what we want is an end to oppression what we want is an end to poverty what we want is an end to suffering so we gotta ask ourselves what is it that needs to be done and what are we willing to do to get it because none of us can decide for another person what they're willing to do for fight to fight for their own freedom to fight for their own humanity but if we're going to talk about constantly how terrible our lives are how awful the world is how shit everything that goes on is then you better start struggling against it. Because until we do something about it, isn't anything going to change? Until we change something, there's no reason to expect that the same people who have made trillions of dollars off of our suffering and off of the suffering and exploitation of people around the world would all of a sudden just decide to stop doing that. And I know nobody here listening to this show is foolish enough to think that. But whether you think it or not, it often tends to define our actions. Because even if you don't think that the ruling class is going to do anything about this shit, we still organize as if they're going to. 
we still organize on the basis of the systems, structures, laws, etc., that the state has put in place. And so, because of that, we need to develop our struggles in a way that break wholeheartedly from any and all forms of exploitation and oppression. That means looking into our own movements and investigating the contradictions and the continued forms of, you know, exploitation, harassment, abuse, individualism, opportunism continue to happen. We got to make this struggle shit real. Until we actually struggle, like we mean it, like we want to see an end to this system, it's going to stay the same. It's not going to change. And I can say that and be confident in it because we know that in the last 500 years, the only thing that has changed about this system is the way in which it acts on its interests and the individuals whose interests are a part of the whole. The only difference between the early periods of settler colonialism and capitalism, imperialism today is the forms of exploitation, the global scale of exploitation, and the new, more advanced, more manipulative ways in which this exploitation takes place, and the names and faces at the head of doing the exploiting. This is not to simplify things, but it is to say that at the basis of everything else, we have a very clear enemy. We might not all share the same ideology and we might not all share the same overall goals. But if, even as lofty as they might seem, we can say that we are in favor of self-determination, of liberation, of a people-centered democracy, aka socialism, then the practical details can be sorted out through struggle. But what we cannot do is end racism, end patriarchy, end mass incarceration, end wars on all continents, end imperialism by debating and arguing about how we're going to do it. We need to apply tactics, learn lessons, and strategize. Devise new tactics and repeat. We need to look at the fractured nature of the different struggles ongoing. The fact that the struggle to free all political prisoners is divided 
into committees which tend to be primarily focused on individual political prisoners. Now, is this a strategic, you know, uh, or I should say, is this a, a, a tactical tool? Is this something that was developed through struggle? Or do we need to start coordinating these groups? Why do we have a million and one different offshoot leftist parties, news sites, collectives, and social medias when what we should have is a communist party or at the very least a national movement, a national struggle to overthrow capitalism? These are not concretized, well-thought-out ideas. These are questions I'm posing, and I want answers. My frustration builds every single day because I don't have answers to these questions. And yet, time and time again, I'm told to look at this organization, to join that organization, to read this book, to watch this YouTube video. Who's in the streets? Who's making change? That's where I want to be. I don't give a fuck about some stupid fucking philosopher unless they had something to do with revolution. I don't want to read a book unless it's going to teach me how to make change. I don't want to learn history unless there's lessons. And of course, there's always lessons. But I don't want to just read history eclectically. I want to learn with a purpose. I find more and more with these RICO charges against the protesters in Atlanta, the Pendleton 2, the Uhuru 3, the Tampa 5, the struggle of land defenders and water protectors and other groups and organizations and fronts who are fighting against the ongoing oppression, not only in Turtle Island, but around the world. I find myself becoming scared. And it frustrates me and worries me because I'm now three years in to learning about these things, meeting people trying to organize. I should not be more scared now than I was three years ago. Consciousness and awareness should not make me more fearful. It should make me more prepared. But again, if we learn with no purpose, if we mobilize, but we don't organize, if we're conscious, but we don't do anything, if we act, but we're not coordinated or scientific or thought out, then we have no base, we have no support, we have no struggle that is bigger than ourselves. And we need to develop a struggle that engulfs the masses and that the masses take up because it is their own. We don't need to get out in front of people to tell them what to do. 
We need to get out in front of people to show them that it is worth doing and that they should not fear doing it. That if we can do it, if others have done it, if they can do it, then so can you, so can I. We need to struggle. And that means that we need to develop deeper ties wherever we are to the people who are around us and figure out how exactly it is you can bring the struggle to a new level. All power to the people.